Welcome to the Inside Source, talking Mavs basketball today. Recapping the last month, Connor Mullins alongside Clark Sullivan, Hutton Harris. Just going to be breaking down Mavs basketball for the last month. A trade that we have some mixed feelings about, some of us. We got a lot of opinions to talk about there. And also expectations for the rest of the season for the Mavericks heading into the All-Star break. And LeBron's scoring record, which is probably going to be happening sooner rather than later. But to start off, general thoughts for the last month. Clark, I'll start with you. Uh, Mid. Like... It, yeah. I, I think it's okay given the circumstances because we had I was not impressed with our roster for through the first like right. 30 games of the season yeah. um, and so for us to be where we're at which is kind of decent I think that's okay uh, we, we'll talk about the trade later but it either our season is going to just we're going to have a first round exit or we'll be yeah. really good and it's going to be one or the yeah. other so I I still can't really give a verdict right now, but I think for given the circumstances, pretty good. Yeah, I would say, again, after going to the Western Conference Finals last year, um, that gave us a taste as fans, obviously, you know, beating the the Jazz and the Suns, awesome. But I think every Mavs fan kind of knew that either that was a one-time experience, kind of like the Dirk years where, you know, you'd go to the Western Conference Finals or the Finals, and then there would be some desert, you know, yeah. there'd be some desert. And and that's honestly what I think the front office, and we'll talk about it in a minute, was was looking at, right, is great. We got to be, you know, in a seven-game series against the, the Warriors and played okay, but we're not there yet. We're just not there yet. And, and so I think for this season coming into it, there's been some highs and some lows. I like Christian Wood, you know, I, I, I liked Dinwiddie, I liked, you know, all those guys. But I just felt like Luca is just used too much. He's just used too much. And mm-hmm. it's similar to, you know, it'd be like Tom Brady passing the ball 70 times. It's like, it just doesn't pay off in championship form. That, yeah. That's my, that's what I, my takeaway from the first half. Yeah. I would also say Luca's dominance in this last month has really shown, especially with him being absent oh, due yeah. to injury for right. the last few games. We, I mean, looking back all the way back to December 23rd, he had 50, Next game, 32, 60, 35, 51, 39. He was just putting up numbers every single night because yep. he was taking a lot of shots. And then he gets hurt, and the Mavericks just go on in kind of a inconsistent form in the last few weeks. So they're they're winning some games they probably should and losing games they yeah. don't need to lose. So they've just been a little bit inconsistent, but still some hope for Mavs fans. Yeah, well, and that's been that's forward. been the case for the whole season too. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's not just the Anytime Luke is not on so. the floor – it's, it's a different over. team. It's yeah. a much different team. Honestly, and this is coming from somebody who I love watching Mavs games all the time. If at, It's at the point where if Luka's not playing, I really don't want to turn the game right. on. Uh, because right. I know that even if we manage to scrape out a win, it's not really the team. Because no. Luka's no. the team. Yeah. No, it's like it's it's like watching uh, Alabama play, you know, some random team in their November seventeenth game that doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's like, like watching that, the Chiefs if they didn't have Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, <laughs> whatever. I don't really care about that. And and, and I also think again, just this is just my opinion. Uh, uh, I think the NBA uh, is is has too long of a regular season in mm. in my opinion because it. it inherently is going to have these lulls, right? You're going to have guys set out. You're going to have guys, you know, uh, two, back-to-backs are like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm making $25 million. Why would I do that? You know? And yeah. so, but um, I think overall the first half, again, it's kind of what I thought it was going to be. It was just, it's it's a, some ups, some downs. Yeah. yeah. Love Luca, but yep. yeah. Yep. 
So the Mavs sit at 29-26 currently. Had a big win last night. Just to briefly talk about that game, two young stars really standing out in that game. Mm. Josh Green, 29 points, plus 39 in the box, which is absurd. And then Jaden Hardy, second-round pick, 29 points, plus 23 in the box last night. 124-111 win over the Jazz. Really exciting to see the young stars kind of rise up in that game. Hutton, what are your thoughts on those two guys' performances last night? Yeah, I think it's what the Mavericks need. They need guys, whether it's coming off the bench, obviously. Uh, they need youth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, when I when I think of the Mavericks, I don't ever, ever think about, oh, we we got it. We have a top five, except for Luca. We have a top five pick that's going to be awesome in, in five years, right? No, because we uh, trade them all. Right, <laughs> yeah, because the Mavericks are historically bad in the draft, historically bad, right? Because they never it, have picks. It, they never, yeah, they never do, in which that's a, another conversation. But, you know, watching those two guys last night against the Jazz who lose, you know, you lose Rudy Gobert, uh, sorry, and, and Donovan Mitchell, obviously it's a completely different team. The Jazz are not good this year. And so for them to, like you said, scrape out a win with those two guys, it's kind of bittersweet because you're like, okay, well, no Luca. Okay, we'll figure out a way to win with this news of Kyrie Irving. It's exciting that you don't want to kind of start that era without him, obviously. You don't want to start it on a bad note. Um, I, I thought it was a welcomed, like I said, bittersweet welcome uh, watch last night. Yeah, yeah and and – uh, I think it's it's what we need. We need the we need the spark. I also a brief aside. Uh, Cam, speaking of young players, Cam Thomas, yeah, for the Nets, dropping back to back forty point games off the bench at like twenty years old. Or he's going to get like some that. more playing time. I think that's craziness. Yeah, yeah he's going to take Kyrie's spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the the starting five for the Mavericks last night was also interesting. Without <laughs> those those two and Kyrie and Luca, right. you got Thj Bullock, Powell, Moses Wright, right, and McKinley Wright. Yeah, oh McKinley, McKinley Wright. Excuse right. me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Josh Green, an interesting starting five for the Mavericks, but they still pull it out by 13. Uh, after the break, we will break down the Kyrie trade and talk a little bit more about our thoughts on that. So the Mavericks on Sunday got a big woge bomb. Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. From the Nets, they gave up Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and three future draft picks for Kyrie Irving and who was the other one, Markeith Morris, yeah. I believe. Yes. So a lot of opinions, a lot, and a lot of things said in our group chat between Clark and I with some Mavs fans. Uh, Hudden, I'll start with you on this one before we yep. get into it any further. I'll take it from, a, again, a historical Mavs fan perspective starting in, like, 1994, okay? <laughs> like, my, when my, I <laughs> went to my first Mavs game. Uh, we are a big market in a, in a small – like, a small market team in a big market. I feel like we don't have the ability to get free agents, even though I think we think we can get free agents. So just thinking back, Dwight Howard, I feel like back in 2011, 12, 13, we thought we were going to grab him maybe. Even LeBron and KD and those guys, there were some, you know, some thoughts about maybe see if we can recruit those guys here to to pair with Dirk, right? And so when I first heard about this Kyrie Irving trade, I didn't believe it, honestly. I talked to our guy, Joseph Choppa, the other day, and I was saying, hey, there's no way that he comes here because historically, why would he, why would they make this move? Why would, they, why would he come here, right? Yeah, um, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And so my initial thought is just, just excitement. You know, because I want to see these two guys play together. And more than that, for the city, 
the excitement is going to be through the roof, you know? And, and so that's, that's my initial thought. And we can get into the basketball side of it, obviously, but it's a victory for the Mavs because they don't do this. Mm -hmm. They don't, um, uh, they, they just, they just don't do this. And this is, this is a top five player when he's on, in my opinion. And so Mm -hmm. Clark, what are your, what are your thoughts? No, that's, that's a really good point. I, I'm a Kyrie Irving hater. And so like, that's, that's a really good, like positive perspective on it that I actually completely agree with because uh, in my lifetime, I've never seen the Mavs make a move like this. I mean, I guess the only thing I can compare it to would be the KP KP, trade, which which turned out horrible. We were really excited about, but even then it's not on this level. Um, So yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's definitely exciting. Connor made a point of this may be the first time ever uh, that the Mavs have had two all-star starters uh, in yeah. in the front court. It's got to be. Maybe. I mean, I, I think back to maybe like Jimmy Jackson's Jamal. I don't know where he played. Nessar, Jamal Mashburn, Jason Kidd. Like maybe yeah. where, if they were in the front yeah. court together. I can't I remember. I don't know if they were starters, though. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Reserves, no, they probably weren't. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, that's – You're probably right. That's for sure exciting. I, I will say from the basketball side of things, I'm very skeptical uh, just because yeah. of play styles and everybody is also it's Kyrie Irving. Yeah. It's Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Like, and, and he even knows, I was just looking at an interview from, from him earlier where he was like, I want to be celebrated, not tolerated. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you've had to be tolerated <laughs> because Everywhere of the way you've gone. acted. Um, and also just the fact that he was in Cleveland said, I'm never leaving Cleveland right. and then requested a trade and got traded to Boston. And then he was in Boston and was like, no, nah, I'm re-signing for sure. And then right. trade to Brooklyn and then said he was going to stay in Brooklyn. He was never going to leave KD and then requested a trade here. So, And even before that at Duke, he yeah. was there at Duke <laughs> yeah. for like seven seconds. <laughs> I mean, you think about coach K and how great of a coach he is. I bet you that guy went crazy when he they recruited him because he was the first overall pick in 2011 or something, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to get him and then say, oh, actually, I'm going to leave. I'm not even going to play a full season. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a history, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we would be stupid not to think that that's going to happen again here. Sure. But I don't know. Yeah. I want to bring this back to a point you made earlier about 2016 Kyrie and yes. 2023 Kyrie and how they it's, differ. Yeah, so different. So I know we talked about this in our group chat a little bit, but this is just not this is this will not be LeBron and KD like it might will be Luke and or excuse me LeBron and Kyrie, LeBron and Kyrie like it will yeah. be Luca and Kyrie. Yeah, I yeah. So somebody I was in a group chat with somebody else and they said this has the potential to be the next LeBron and Kyrie. I don't believe that. And I said not that's not true at all. Yeah. Number one. LeBron and Luka are completely different players. Luka is also much younger than Kyrie, doesn't have right. the leadership that LeBron does yet. He might develop it, who knows. Right. Um, but also, I, I made the point, Kyrie in 2016 is completely different than much 2023. Different. He, he, he thinks he's the main character now, yeah. whereas in 2016, he knows his role. He's the second player. He's right. he's doing what he can with the minutes and with the ball, that he ha- ball time that he has. But like... In reality, now he thinks he's the guy. And yeah. so he's going to come in, and I think he's going to be button heads with Luca. At least well, there's the only one ball. Bit. There's yeah. only one Exactly. Ball. And yeah. we've talked about it minutes, like pretty much this whole season with Kid and how he's, you know, split those between guys. And so I'm curious more now with the fact that he has two all star starters, how he's going to facilitate those rotation minutes between Luca and Kyrie and getting both of those guys their hands on the ball. Another yeah. comparison I want to make is the Rajon Rondo trade in 2015 when the Mavs <laughs> made that with the Celtics. We're all 
excited about it at the time. Maybe not. Maybe a little bit skeptical as well. It was on the back end of his career. But still an all-star, though. Still an all-star at the time. Yeah. The Mavericks get Dwight Powell, who I didn't even realize was in that deal. Yeah. And then Rajon Rondo for Brandon Wright, Jay Crowder, who is a phenomenal player now, mm. Jameer Nelson, and draft picks. Do we think this is like the Rondo trade, or do we think this will be something different? No, I don't think so, because Dirk is at a different part. He was at a different part in his career. You know, I mean, he was he would have been, what, 10, 12 years into his career yeah, he's then. established. He'd won a championship. He was flirting, you know, with retirement, and he could have gone somewhere else probably at that point if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rondo was awesome. He was the reason that they won in 2008, you know, a uh, uh, um, with the Celtics, in yeah. my opinion, with Paul Pierce and all those guys, but he was the floor general. And I think seven years later, you're thinking, well, maybe he can be that that way with Dirk because Dirk's an off-ball shooter. Obviously, he's not going to be bring the ball up court. At the same time, I don't see it. It's not even close, in my opinion. I think Kyrie right now, basketball-wise, if his if his head's in the game, yeah. He's 10 times the player that Rondo was at that point, yeah, in my opinion. That's fair. No, it, it's worth mentioning that the ceiling is much, much higher than with the Rondo trade. However, I think it also has a lower floor 100%, even 100%. than the Rondo trade because we give up Spencer Dinwiddie, who's our starting point guard, arguably the second best right. player on the team at this point. Right. We give up Dorian Finney-Smith, who's Luca's favorite teammate. Yep. He's been with us for forever. Yep. He's an incredible producer, our best defender on the team a first round pick and two second round picks for a player who might not even be here after the off season. Right. Like, uh, and, and given his history, it's, I would say it's likely that he won't be here unless we pay him $50 million given his history uh, yes. with an extension. And we can't even, well, we can't even extend him. We'd have to re-sign him. Right. So I don't know. It's sketchy. I, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Obviously. I mean, as far as him staying here, I, I'm interested to see, obviously, how this turns out over the next 27 games or 40 sure. games or whatever it is in the playoffs, right? Uh, I think Luca is a different animal. I think that that they would have, they they would have done their homework on him, similar to with Dirk, right? They would have said, "Hey, Dirk, do you think you can play with this guy?" Now you look at people that he's played with before, LeBron, as you mentioned, Alpha Dog, right? Mm. Obviously, obviously, KD Alpha, right? But I think Luca may just be young enough, okay, <laughs> to to realize that if he can figure out a way to play with this guy, that they can produce something pretty special mm. it, at least at least for the next couple of years. Um, Until Doncic's rookie deal is right, up. right, Until and their deal, deal is up, and then I think it's twenty five, twenty six. It's something yeah, like that. That, makes, that, makes, that sounds about right, somewhere in there. So but, I would I would hope. Sorry to interrupt, no, but fine. I would hope that Kyrie sticks around until then and we can kind of see it come to fruition a little bit and kind of see these guys work it out on the floor, but it could all be blown up in the off season. But I think the biggest thing for me, and again, I go back to what I said earlier is you almost more than almost more than winning a championship. That doesn't, this doesn't, I don't want to, you know, offend people that want championships because I do too, but you have to appease Luca at some point. You have to give your kids what they want at some point (laughs) because, (laughs) because like if you don't, they're just going to leave. You know, yeah. and so where is that line? You know, is, is and, and yeah. again, I, I the exercise that I'd be interested to to do with real basketball fans that are like that are paid to do this, right? Is that not that you guys aren't real basketball fans <laughs> that are paid to do this? But um, what do what are the top ten players that you would pair with Luca? Right? Sure. Is Kyrie in that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, 
but at the same time, me, like, no. okay, so yeah, so Clark says no. Okay, I I, I think I'm going to take the easy way out here. We'll see, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because, fair. because I feel like if Luca figures out a way to be an off ball guard like Dirk was essentially, I mean, he's better than Dirk in my opinion yeah. when it comes to that. But I think this could be a beautiful marriage. It's just sure. this guy is literally insane sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the court and off the court. Yeah. Well, that's what I. That's the last thing I was going to say about Kyrie is I just don't like him as yeah. a person. Yeah. Like yeah. I think he's proven. Uh, back to that interview, he's proven that he needs to be tolerated rather than Gosh. celebrated. Like he just does yeah. things over and over again where you're like, like, what do you want? What is yeah. what? Yeah. Like, what are you doing yes. at this point? All you can be looking for is attention. Right. Um, and so I think if he can lay that aside, maybe, maybe this is the one, like right. maybe this is the fresh start that he needs. I, right. I'm not going to throw and that maybe the out. Maps of, are the organization to do it too. To yeah. I, I, like I'm not going to completely discount that, but at the same time, it makes me feel really nervous because I'm like, ah. I mean, if you don't re-sign him right. in the long run, like this is maybe one of the worst trades ever well, because yeah. you've just blown up the team and right. then you get nothing in return. No. And it's just, it and has both players are over 30. It has right. catastrophic potential, but it could also be really good. Yep. I think it could be. Um, one more thing I'll say on that is just I, I feel like what what maybe you're going to ask this, but what would be an acceptable ceiling this season for this trade this season? Get back to at least the Western Conference Finals like last year. Okay, yeah. I would say I I agree at least, but I mean they weren't even that competitive in that series. Exactly, would you say, I would say I would say be competitive yeah. at least in that series and make it. I better. don't think with this team there's any way that they make it to the finals still. Okay, however. Okay. I don't think they're deep enough. In my, yeah, no, in no, 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 no. Yeah. And that's yeah. what that's yeah. what I mean by yeah. that. Because I mean, you have a decent starting lineup yeah. with this team. Um, I think a uh, second round. Yeah, I think okay. it's second round still because we they have so little time to mesh together right. still. But I do think Luca absolutely needed something though. Yeah. For the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, they were stuck. They, they were, were stuck. They were just not. Yeah, they, they were, were not producing he, without him on the floor. And he had to have been getting so sick of yeah. it, yeah. man. Yeah, I, it's fair. It's fair. And this yeah. may have been the only deal they could make. Maybe. It and, really might and, have been. And, and I'm happy that they made it and not the Lakers, to be honest with you, because <sighs> screw the Lakers. That's what <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's the, what or I, the Suns. Yeah. Or, yes, the Suns. or the Suns. Yeah. Can't stand the Suns either. And honestly, both of those packages were better Way than better. our package. Of course. <laughs> of course. I, and that, again, I, you never know behind the scenes what happens, but yeah. anyway, I'm I happy think, I think – uh, Oh, what is there? GM Joe Tsai for the for the Nets. Yeah. yeah, he. I think he specifically said he was like, we could trade him to whoever, sure. just not the Lakers. Sure. Yeah, it was <laughs> something like that. And they would have gotten Russell Westbrook, which would been interesting to see to see Russell go to Brooklyn, Harry go to LA. Anyway, right. last thing I want to talk about is the LeBron scoring record about okay. to be set. I saw the maximum amount. We were talking about this earlier, Clark, about the maximum amount for his ticket to. Oh, I think his next game was like sixty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, LeBron is about to set the scoring record. Uh, Kareem holds it right now with 38,387 points in his career. LeBron is at 38,352. Three of the top five scorers of all time in the NBA played for the Lakers. Wow. It's just insane. Yeah. Hutton, I'll start with you on this. LeBron about to break the all, the scoring record. Well, first of all, he's not a, a real Laker, but uh, true, so, true. But they all whatever. played for the Lakers yes. at some yes. point. <laughs> yes, you're at right. At some point, you're right. You're right. Oh, is it Wilt? Is it Wilt, Kobe, Kareem, LeBron? Kareem? Yeah, yeah. So when uh, Joe, um, Jalen Garrett and I did 
and did you do this too, Connor? We did our top. So. Our, we did our top ten of all time uh, this summer. Okay, NBA I'll players. It was really fun. Like Dude, really fun. Yeah. So Spotify, go check that out. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was fun, and what we we disagreed on was like Shaq or Tim Duncan at number ten. We were we were somewhere in there. But anyway, all that to say, there were a lot of Lakers on the list. So a lot many. of Lakers, right? Magic Johnson's my all-time favorite player, all-time favorite. I love mm. him. I love the, what he did in the court. Um, but so I have a special place in my heart for for people like that that play play for the Lakers. But I don't know. I mean, again, like I think LeBron is at worst a top four player of all time. Uh, at the very worst. Yeah. And yeah. sorry, Joseph, I told him today that it, uh, <laughs> this this pushes him into top twenty of all time, and <laughs> he like lost his mind. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. It, <laughs> He's an amazing <laughs> specimen of a, of a human being, right? I mean, sure. I've been very fortunate to see him in, in person watching. I got to I had floor seats one time at the finals <laughs> to watch him. And it's just like Goodness. he's he, and the Mavs beat him, which was awesome. But it's just like just rarefied air, right? Yeah. Uh, he scores in such a different manner than Jordan did and Kareem did. And all the other, you know, will. And in a different era of NBA basketball right, as well. Right, right. Well, Completely different. And... I just think he's taking care. He's the first first player to take care of his body, spend a million dollars a year on that. Yeah. You're going to see that forever now, obviously, with Tom yeah. Brady and those guys, right? Uh, I just think the way he scores is incredible. He doesn't have the best jump shot. He's developed his jump shot over time, um, but he is unstoppable at 38. And so yeah. for him to break the record at 38 and really not even, I mean, he could probably play another five years and, you know, score, I don't know, another 10,000 points or something mm-hmm. like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's it's really, we will not respect it until he's dead and gone from the NBA, you yeah. know, in my opinion. Right. Well, I mean, and, and, the, and the highest praise I can give LeBron is that I'm a LeBron hater. Like, I oh, just, me too. Me I too. Just, and it's mostly from a, he just beats my teams right. all the time, mm-hmm. but also some of his attitude, things right. like that, whatever. But like, it's getting harder and harder to right. deny the GOAT conversation for LeBron. Um, and I think by the end of his career, it might be impossible. Yep. Like he's just, well, nobody does what he does. And nobody. he's 38 years old. Like if, you, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched a Lakers game recently, watch LeBron play right. and it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, he just, own, he owns the game. Yeah, He yeah. just literally owns the game. Whereas Jordan would finesse the game. Yes, he would own it. But physically, LeBron is in charge of every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yep. yep. Yeah, and he's been doing it since he was 18. Yeah. Since he made it to the league out of high school. He's done it year after year after year. Yep. He won a championship in Cleveland, won it in Miami. Didn't get one in LA yet. As a 36 but. year old, I feel like a failure when a guy that's two years older than me is, is a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm I'm looking at his yeah. season uh, or his career stats, and he's never once averaged below 25. It's amazing points I mean, per game, except for his first season in which he averaged 20.9 points per game. Yeah, what a waste. Well, and he and he he distributes. That's the thing is he's he is Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird combined because yeah. he does all of these things, but none of those three guys physically could do what he does, which is kind of like Shaq. Like Shaq could literally just say, "I'm going to run through you and get fouled and make the basket." Yeah, and you know, I mean, he's just once in a ten it's, generation type yeah. player. It's unbelievable. I don't know who the next 
we can always talk about who the next NBA All Star yeah. like LeBron or MJ will be, but we won't know. For there's a while. no point. No, there's no, there's point, no point right now. now. I, I yeah. mean, there was Kobe in between, right? right. I feel like he was the Jordan, yeah. Yeah. and there's. I mean, Luca is very close to dominant in in his own right. Yeah, but his body is not compared to no. LeBron at all, and mm-hmm. so that's what's going to be the difference. So just appreciate it while it lasts. For that sure, goes, that goes with anybody. Yes. That's a that's an All Star like him. Anyway, any final thoughts, Clark or Hutton, before we end the day? Man, oh. I, I I hope that I just I just hope that the the ceiling this year is the Western Conference Finals. That's what yeah. that's what I hope. I and hope so and if it's not, then I think that there's problems. And uh, but I do. Last thing I'll say is I appreciate the Mavs taking a swing. Yeah, I think finally. they just got to go for they it. They did it finally. Finally, and we'll see.